Hello, this is Gary Van Warmerdam, and welcome to Pathway to Happiness. And this is some audio material that I want to cover about emotional reactions and the challenge in overcoming and stopping and changing emotional reactions. And how do I stop this anger or jealousy or frustration when I'm in the middle of it? How do I change it right then? I understand the desire to want that shift. But I think it's helpful if we understand what we're up against. It's not the take a pill and the problem goes away solution as far as I'm concerned. We can have nice little things to make us feel better for a moment, throw on a positive affirmation or go do something fun or call a friend. And But, you know, the next time we're in an interaction with someone, that same reaction probably comes up again. It's kind of waiting in the shadows to you know, have its day. I think it's really helpful if we look at this challenge of changing our emotions and stopping emotional reactions in a whole different context. You know, my mentor, Don Miguel Ruiz, in The Four Agreements, he describes the, the thing called the parasite, this field of energy of belief systems that's actually like feeding on our emotions. It's not metaphorical. It's literally a field of energy. And if you think of emotions as a field of energy, while we can't measure them scientifically, we can't weigh them, we don't know how yet to bombard them with an electromagnetic frequency to say, okay, there they are, like infrared light or ultraviolet light that's beyond the visible spectrum. It's still there. These emotions, fear, anger, jealousy, frustration, love, joy, gratitude, they're still there even though we don't see them and we can't measure them, our body perceives them. And Miguel's reference of the parasite as this field of energy is very similar to Eckhart Tolle's in his book, The Power of Now, his description of the pain body. They're basically describing the same field of energy. It's this field of energy that we carry around we can perceive the emotional quality of that field. Usually, we carry it around for years and years and years of our life that it's a completely normal sensation. And it cycles and fluctuations, we think are our normal cycles and fluctuations. So we don't perceive it as something separate from us. When that field is agitated with anger or jealousy, we say, I'm jealous. I'm angry. And we don't notice that that field is an energy. We're thinking as if it's us. Well, when we're battling to change our emotions, that thing we're looking for to change is that energy field. A lot of times that field of energy we could think of is more than just an emotional state. It comes with words. It comes with an attitude. It comes with a feeling, sensation, that has a dialogue. At times of stress or when you're agitated, that dialogue runs in our mind and we can be there having an argument with someone even though we're the only one in the car or the only one in the room. But we're feeling it play out. And so we're in that dream, that personal dream of anger and having a conversation and that dialogue as if we're in a dream sleeping at night. So that's a dream that's going on in our mind. With our mind with our imagination, 
that's the way we can perceive it, and those are the mechanisms we can perceive it. So it has a dialogue, it has an emotional quality. And I'll share with you a experience of how this field is agitated and how it has a life of its own. There was a woman who was also an apprentice of Miguel Ruiz, great lady, but at the time we used to bump heads a lot. We worked on some projects together, and we had very different approaches about doing things, but we also both had very strong personalities. Notice that word personalities. We could say personal dreams and strong opinions. Of course, I was still in my cleaning up process of my personal dream, this field of energy, and she was too. But it was one of those people that would just rub me the wrong way, and I'd get fired up about it. And I remember specifically one time getting off a phone call and just being, Ugh! but I was really tired of her always getting my goat. And I'm like, what is this? And I laid down and I closed my eyes with that need to understand and have clarified what was happening that I was always getting agitated over. And what came to my mind was a vision. In that vision, there was a person sitting on a park bench. Another person came and sat at the other end of the park bench. Two people didn't know each other. They didn't acknowledge each other. They were just on either end looking off. They weren't paying any attention to each other at all. And what was interesting in this vision was I not only saw they were people, but I was seeing the energetic fields around each person. I was seeing their personal dream. Or you could say parasites, or you could say pain bodies, or you could say emotional fields around them. And as each is looking off in their own direction, one of the energy fields started to vibrate up and sent out a tentacle a couple feet and snapped at this other person's energy field. And it got a little more agitated. It extended out a tentacle and snapped back. And that raised the first one up. And it got more agitated and it snapped back again, and then they went back and forth, faster and faster, and each person's emotional energy was getting charged up and agitated, all the while these two people are not even paying attention to each other, but they're feeling different emotions, because each person could perceive what their emotional energy field was doing, and it was happening because they were just in proximity to each other. It was completely impersonal. They weren't even paying attention to each other's person. What was happening with these two individuals as their emotional fields were getting agitated was those emotional fields were pushing up stories in the mind that would correspond and make sense of why they were feeling what they were feeling. And so the mind could then rationalize the emotions they were feeling and it would drive the mind to think about a certain stressful situation. It was driving the other person's mind to think about something that was bothering them in their life. And so here were the minds being driven by emotional fields that were reacting to each other that these two individuals were not aware of. Now it started to make a whole lot more sense of why I always got agitated with this other person. You could say, my emotional field was having a field day with her emotional field that neither one of us wanted. It was completely impersonal. It wasn't even about her or me, for that matter. But we had our emotional fields that got agitated. 
and then we could perceive the emotional energy around us that was getting all stirred up. When I say around us, that personal dream of our own collective field of emotion, thoughts, beliefs, ideas, pictures in the mind. When I look at emotional reactions, I look at them as much that those emotional fields of energy are pushing the mind to think angry thoughts, angry stories, frustrating stories, jealousy scenarios, as much as our anger, frustration, jealousy stories are creating those emotions. Okay? They are that loop that we agitate the field a little more. We feel more of the emotion that's agitated. We think more of those thoughts of, oh no, about this, and react to those thoughts, which creates more emotion, which builds the field that we then perceive and agitates our mind even further. In this conflict with this other person, it was clear to me what the enemy was, if we want to describe it that way. The enemy wasn't her. I was battling with her, but that wasn't my problem. My problem was that I had this energetic field I was carrying around. How was I creating it? How was I keeping it going? And how could I dissolve it? That was the challenge. That's where I saw that's the real enemy, what Miguel calls the parasite, what Eckhart Tolle calls the pain body. This is the thing that I'm engaged in this tug-of-war in. If I take a look at my own reaction to, I don't like this field of energy, I don't like feeling this anger, I want to get rid of it, and maybe even we're angry at it, we're like, I can't stand this, I hate this, and I want it to go away, now we're fighting. And we're sending that anger out. It's what I'll call a villain, kind of destroyer attitude. And anger is a natural response for our emotional integrity. You know, when we're being abused, we're being hurt, or a dog comes and bites us, one of our natural fight-or-flight instincts is to create anger to push that thing away that's causing us pain. So that's completely normal. When you're in pain or you're feeling hurt, you don't want to feel that anymore. So we create this anger to push that away. Or in another scenario, we create a different attitude where we say, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to change this. And that can be more of a hero or healer attitude. Well, both that villain attitude of pushing away and that hero attitude of I'm going to fix this, both have the underlying assumption of judgment. That what is going on is wrong, is bad, is not good. And so that expression that I don't like this, I reject this field of energy, leads to I'm going to fix this or I'm going to change this or I'm going to push this away with anger. Well, that judgment attitude, that's predicated by another attitude, I'll call an archetype of victim, which is I'm being abused by this, I'm hurt by this, I'm in pain, I can't stand this. This kind of feeling victimized by these emotions of anger, or frustration, or jealousy. So now we have a victimization, and we express ourselves as a victim of them. We have a judgment that says, this is wrong, this is bad, that we express about this experience. And that leads to a hero or a villain expression of, I'm going to fix this or change it. Or I want to push this away. I want it to go away. I can't stand it. A villain attitude. 
So now we have three different archetypes with three different expressions about this emotion, this unpleasant emotion that we're feeling that's in this energy field. And this is a typical response to experiencing emotions that are unpleasant. But now let's understand the response in a little different way. Imagine that that emotional field of energy of a person sitting on a park bench, that tentacle comes out and it touches its own personal dream, a different aspect of the same dream. And that tentacle that comes out is a victim. And that character activates the judge. And the judge comes out and says, hey, I don't like that. That doesn't feel good. This is bad. And that activates another part of the character's story called the hero that says, I'm going to fix it. And it activates another part of our character of dreams in our mind called the villain. It says, hey, I can't stand this. And so now we have tentacles going out to our own dream. And now one part of our story character is aggravating another part of our story character. It might help if you look at these three or four characters all sitting around together with you in the room, and they start agitating each other in this way. And you're in the middle feeling what they are all doing, and you're perceiving the emotions that they're charging up. So now this, I want to fix this, I can't stand this attitude, or this is wrong, this is bad, are expressions that we're creating and getting our commitment behind to make them more powerful that just happen to agitate the energetic fields of the other character. So our story to, I want to fix this, I want to change this, it's not one story. It's like four stories about an emotion that we already feel. So this desire to fix or change the original emotion gets distorted and corrupted into these four different archetype characters that then get agitated and build our emotional field even further. It's the most common approach that people have. It's the most common story that people have to an emotional reaction situation. I want to change this. I can't stand it anymore. How do I go fix it? And when someone comes to me with that question, one of the first things that I try to point out to people is, we've got to put some refrain onto that question. There are four archetypes behind that question, and they're all making it worse. They're intensifying that field of energy. The desire to be free of suffering is authentic, comes from our integrity. We've been trained in this Western culture to go for an immediate reward. And we've been trained in Western culture to bring out these hero attitudes of, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to change this, I'm going to win over this emotion. What we don't see in the realm of emotion, that's agitating and empowering not just the hero and villain archetypes, but the judge and victim stories underneath them. In the realm of Miguel's Four Agreements, he talks about impeccability. As we start to see the details of the victim, I'm being hurt by this emotion, the judgment, this is wrong, this emotion is bad, I hate it, 
the villain, I'm going to push it away. When we see the rejection and the judgment and the victimization behind those stories, we see that I'm going to fix it isn't very impeccable. It's filled with judgment and rejection of that field of energy. You could say that what we're creating and expressing with our word of I'm going to fix it is rejection and judgment. We are expressing into that field of energy our judgments, our rejection, our frustration at it, our victimization at it. And by expressing into that, we are expressing our word and we are creating with our word that field of energy. We are literally feeding that field of energy and now we're creating more hell. Now that original desire is still there. That was that desire to be free of suffering. That's still completely authentic. But it's become completely distorted by being expressed through these different channels of archetypes of victim, judge, hero, villain. So while the desire is authentic, the expression of it through these distorted channels, it actually creates more of the very thing we are trying to free ourselves from. It's the way we've been conditioned to approach change in this society, but it doesn't mean it works. Not when it comes to modifying this field of energy and the beliefs behind it. One of the most important aspects that I learned was refrain. Refrain is the better part of impeccability. To refrain from those stories, I need to fix this, change this, this is wrong, this is bad, I wish this would go away. To refrain from those so that we don't feed that energy field of our personal dream any more of that poison. The desire to change the field is authentic, but the stories are not effective. Then the effective approach is to take that desire and shift it out of, I need to fix this, rejection, to refrain. Utilize that desire to refrain and become the witness observer. Because if you start trying to fix, you're agitating the field. You're in a paradigm of rejection. Then you want to refrain, become an observer. Because if you're an observer, you're at least no longer agitating the field. You're no longer feeding your expressions into it. So this refrain or becoming an observer is taught in all these traditions around the world. However, it's not easy. And one of the things that happens when we refrain is we start telling stories about our stories. How much longer is this going to go on? It's been going on too long. When will it stop? And that turns into, oh, when will it stop? And now we're feeling victimized by our story again. So holding our attention so that we don't get hooked into a story about our emotion or another archetype character story about our emotion or another archetype character story about our internal dialogue is very challenging. Several of the things I teach in my audio coaching sessions have to do with things you can do while I'm in an observer mode so that we have 
things to be active doing that will help keep our awareness in the observer state of mind and out of another archetype character story. Because our minds are not good at being bored. And being an observer is a pretty boring exercise. Our habit is to jump into an opinion about or think about. And now we're into another archetype tentacle expression story about one of our other stories. So in order to stay in that witness observer mode, I teach in the audio sessions things you can do that are active actions to take, but that will keep your mind present with and aware in a state of the observer. Eckhart Tolle writes about being present, putting your attention in the now. That is shifting out of all those archetype character stories. It's not a very specific action exercise, but at least it tells you where to put your attention to be on the present moment instead of a story about the past or the future. So this kind of approach are the types of things that will keep us out of aggravating that field further and feeding it further. Doesn't seem like much. And maybe you want a pillow, you want a faster way, but don't underestimate the power of this approach without trying it. Not necessarily easy to do. It's simple, but not necessarily easy. And that's why I spend a lot of time in my audio coaching sessions giving you specific steps to help you do that. The most important part of what I'm trying to share here is what not to do. And what not to do is dive in and commit behind, oh, I'm going to fix this attitude, which has a foundation of judgment and victimization behind it. Being aware of that will keep you from really committing to that distortion and that archetype tentacle, and instead will keep you in an observer mode of that inauthentic expression. The desire to change it is authentic. The way we go about it and the attitude we take towards it is distorted and corrupted. Then what to do is to refrain so that we don't play into these other archetype character modes that agitate this emotional field further. Once you're able to be an observer of these stories and these emotions, and what is the long-term solution is you start looking and dissecting the stories that are behind those emotional reactions. The way to dissect and inventory those stories is similar to the way I did the I'm going to fix it story, where you see the hero and the villain in there, and you see the victim and judge at the beginning of the story. They're all working together to create this reaction. When you pull those apart, you make them smaller. Now you're really stepping further back in the point of view. Your awareness is growing. You are further detached from believing what those characters are saying. They're no longer your opinions and your attitudes. And so they don't have as much power and commitment behind them. And therefore, those tentacles aren't being fueled into agitating that field anymore. And what happens, very interestingly enough, is that field begins to dissolve all by itself because you are no longer feeding them through these archetype tentacles and attitudes of the victim, the judge, the hero, and the villain. So that's a longer-term process that I teach more in the second half of the audio series. 
first part though is you have to learn to refrain and step back to be an observer and i hope this helps to understand that this is the playing field that we're dealing with and this is what not to do and this is why refrain is so important and this is why all those different traditions teach how to be an observer as the key is the first step you know, a lot of people they want to know how to change that emotional reaction and they usually ask the question in terms of when i'm in it how do i change it which tells me they're in judgment about their emotional reaction and that's one of their tentacles of their story and they want that solution to happen like right then as if they will be able to have one idea and one technique that will stop that whole emotional field and what it's doing in like one day there are some ways to make some instantaneous changes but typically people who want to change it right then don't have the personal power or the skill set and haven't practiced yet how to change their emotions when they're having a normal day or a normal moment they can't go from just their everyday experience to creating love or creating joy it's less likely they'll be able to shift their state when they're in a state of victim judge and villain archetypes and they're all agitated getting control and stopping all that and shifting that whole energetic field is possible but when you start in a hole it's not likely that you're going to be effective if you practice shifting your emotional state your attitude your point of view and stepping out of those characters on a day-to-day -day basis then you have a lot better chance to shift out when you're in reaction but if you can't do it during your normal day there's very little chance you're going to do it when you're agitated or i should say when that field is agitated what i teach people in the gratitude exercise which is the first free exercise is how to start shifting that field your point of view your emotions your stories and modifying that field of energy during the normal parts of your day and when you can do it then it's easier to do it when you're in reaction but if you don't practice it when you're feeling powerful or on a normal day you don't expect to do it when your field's agitated because you know, you're starting in a hole i teach that gratitude exercise for another reason by putting yourself in a state of gratitude and generating that emotion what's happening to that field of energy you're carrying around you're actually infusing it with a whole different dream a whole different emotional field and you could say that emotional field of gratitude that you're injecting in it is modifying the other dream of anger and jealousy or frustration or whatever other emotion is there then you could say you're replacing that old dream with a new one old energy field with a new one some people find that practice of gratitude kind of monotonous and you might even call it boring um and in a way it is monotonous being in a state of gratitude and happiness on an ongoing basis means no big fluctuations up and down no big drama nothing really hooking our attention and pulling us out of that state while you might say monotonous i would also say pleasant in that way a continual equanimity i hope this helps
For more details and more specific practices, you're going to have to go to the audio coaching sessions. Try the first couple for free. They give you the specific actions to take that will help you to refrain because refrain is necessary. You can log on to my self-mastery course on my website, pathwaytohappiness.com. You can also order my book, MindWorks, which is a guide to identifying and changing these negative thoughts, beliefs, and emotional reactions. The book MindWorks is available at your online retailers like Kindle, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, in both print copy and ebook form. This is Gary Van Wormerdam from the website pathwaytohappiness.com.